What's up, Internet? You're tuning into another episode of the Steam Deck Podcast, Lipscreen Games' weekly podcast all about Valve's hot new handheld, the Steam Deck. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. And Mr. Max Wright. Ahoy, ahoy. Welcome back to the show, Steve. It's good to have you back. It's good to be back. I missed a, a packed week last week. What a week for me to, to not feel well and have to skip out. But uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back and talk all about Steam Deck. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's only the second time this week that you get to co-opt an entire show to talk about Diablo 4. So you got to be having a pretty good week. <laughs> Not an entire show. But we will be talking about Diablo 4. And, uh, but if you want to hear about like the game in general and thoughts on the game, then go check out this week's Flip Screen Games podcast. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about Diablo 4 on Steam Deck and how it, how it plays. Well, yeah, let's let's start things there. Like you said, we got some more to talk about later on, but that's where we're kicking things off. So give me give me the rundown. Like how how easy it how easy is it to get it up and running? Because obviously I know with the Battle.net stuff, there's usually a couple extra hoops. How's the performance? You know, what what frame rate are you getting on it? Give us the rundown. Mm -hmm. So it's extremely easy to get set up now. Um, when it first when it first dropped the last week, it wasn't so easy. Um, there was a bug in Wine and Proton, depending on what you're using, um, where an issue would pop up and it would say no GPU found when you tried to launch Diablo 4. Uh, that got corrected in a, a custom build of, Pro of Proton GE and Wine GE that you can download. Uh, if you want to install it all manually, you can get it from Proton Up QT. My recommendation, though, would be install Diablo 4 through Lutris. If you're planning on playing this weekend in the open beta, which you absolutely should because it's a phenomenal game, uh, download Lutris, search for Diablo 4, and just click install. It'll walk you through the process of installing Battle.net. Once that's installed, it will install uh, the custom version of Wine. It will configure the um, DXVK, correct version of that. Um, and it will all be set up ready for you to just go into battle.net, log in with your uh, battle.net account, and install Diablo 4. Um, I would recommend install Diablo 4 and uncheck the install, um, the, install the high, the, the high um, performance assets, or whatever they call them, the high quality assets, because it's not really necessary. Uh, you only really need that if you're playing on like a 4K screen. Um, and I have found that I can get an easy 40 frames per second solidly across the board at medium settings with the built-in FSR 2.0 set to quality. Um, you can probably hit 60 FPS for the majority of times when there's a lot of monsters on screen. It will sometimes drop. I find that 40 FPS is that right balance for me. Drop the refresh rate of the screen down to 40 hertz so it matches up and turn the in-game V-Sync on. And it just it, it plays really, really well. Uh, one thing I did have to do, though, and I recommend pretty much everyone does this, especially if you've got not the low-end Steam Deck, but the middle or the high-end Steam Deck, is set your UMA frame buffer to 4 gigabytes in the BIOS and install Cryobytes Cryo Utilities um, 2.0 and go through all of the changes that he recommends. And I'll put a link down in the description for that. I had a bunch of crashes before I did the frame buffer change to 4 gigabytes. Um, doing that, fix the issue. Um, I didn't realize when I RMA'd my Steam Deck that it came back and that got changed back. So now I've reverted it back to the four gigabytes. Are there any benefits to doing that in other games? Or is it just for Diablo 4? Uh, most games will receive a benefit for it. Um, that's the amount of memory 
that is given to the GPU specifically. Um, so it will give okay. it four gigabytes of memory at all times from the 12 gigabytes. You need to do this in addition to increasing your swap file size, yeah. which is why you install cryoutilities. It will enable you to increase the swap file size. If you do one of them and not the other, do the cryoutilities but not the frame buffer, but you should really kind of do both of them together. Okay. Well, I've already done cryoutilities. How would one, just, just so that people can listen to this podcast and just go away and do it, myself included, how would you go into the BIOS and do that? So completely shut down your Steam Deck. So go to the power options and then shut down. Once it's turned off, hold down the power up button and click on, uh, sorry, the volume up button oh, okay. and click yep. power. That'll take you into your BIOS. You're going to want to go to the settings screen, go down to, I believe it's the uh, the memory screen. And then within there is the UMA frame buffer. Set that from one gigabyte, which is the default, to four gigabytes. Once that's done, you can just restart your Steam Deck and the settings have changed. You can confirm that the settings have changed by going into the settings going to system and then confirming that the uh, the video RAM is set to four gigabytes instead of one gigabyte. Okay. Is there anything else you can do in the BIOS that might help with the Steam Deck? I've never been into it myself, or is it just that? Uh, the only other thing that's worth uh, doing in there is if you're dual booting Windows, you right. can set up a custom bootloader. But um, other than that, really, the only thing that's beneficial is, is upping that UMA frame buffer. Uh, from one gigabyte to four gigabytes. You can always set it back if you find that it's, it's um, causing issues in some games, you can always set it back. But I've found it's improved performance across the board. I went back and played the Resident Evil 4 beta after that. And it was visually obvious that there was improved performance there okay. as well. I managed to hit 40 frames per second solidly there as well. Um, but yeah, Diablo 4 on Steam Deck runs really, really well. Uh, the the controls work straight out of the box. I used then Boiler to add it from Lutris to uh, Steam. So it would automatically download all of the artwork and everything. For me, I just clicked Add Shortcut, and then I can go to Gaming Mode, and I can just boot into it um, with no issues whatsoever. Does it, go straight, really, does it really well. open Battle.net, or does it open Diablo 4 straight away? It opens Battle.net, unfortunately. Ah. Then you have to click Play to play uh, Diablo. It will come up with a warning saying GPU unsupported. Uh, I would imagine by the time this is launched on uh, in June that Wine and Proton would have had an update by then to fix yeah. that problem. Yeah. So um, going through all that and finally getting like a, a you know, a, a, I guess what's the word I'm looking for? Um, getting a performance that you're satisfied with. Have you decided that Diablo 4 is like going to be, you know, primarily played on steam deck for you now i know originally you were kind of thinking you were going to play it over on xbox um do you see yourself primarily playing on the deck now yeah i was going to pick this up on xbox i wasn't sure how it was going to perform and i know max when he was installing overwatch 2 had a bunch of issues getting that working uh it seems like overwatch 2 was the kind of guinea pig and now diablo 4 gets to just be installed smooth sailing because yeah, they sorted out lucky. all the problems there um, so, so yeah diablo 4 runs absolutely flawlessly so it's 100 percent going to be where i play it on the on the deck it's the perfect game just to lie down on your couch and just run around attacking some monsters as as i said on the flip screen games podcast this week it's Diablo, but there's also a bunch of other stuff on there, like events and raids and dungeons and stuff. So if you're not really like doing something that's story-centric and watching cutscenes and things like that, you can just have TV on in the background. This becomes the perfect TV game where you're on the sofa, 
you're just like you've got something like the office on that you've seen a million times and you're just slamming the a button or the right trigger or whatever buttons you've assigned your skills to and it, it just is it's so nice to be able to to play diablo it's got me i've missed it all week because it was a beta last weekend and i've got to wait till this weekend yeah. I gotta wait three months for it to come out. And <laughs> Is I just, it really that I, long? Oh, yeah, God. I'm, I've got to wait till June, so I'm like itching to <laughs> to play Diablo. I may end up picking up um, Diablo two and playing that on the Steam Deck again because I played that through on Xbox, but playing that on handheld would be really nice. Do you see yourself uh, potentially um, getting it on the the dock? as well and and playing on the tv um since you were kind of planning on doing that with the xbox or yeah i think i could and because it supports fsr 2.0 i actually might try that this weekend and report back next week because it's the first game i've i've played that supports fsr 2.0 um so i'd be interested to see how that upscaling works from something but it was playing at 40 fps in 720 i would imagine i'll easily be able to get 30 fps at 1080p the only problem I've got with the the docked experience is my TV supports uh, VRR. I wish I could set the frame rate to be forty that it's outputting. Yeah, um, but it's not an option on when it's on the TV because it detects that it's a one hundred and twenty hertz screen, so I can only move the slider down to um, sixty. There is something we'll talk about later that I'm going to try that may solve that problem. Um, but that's at the end of the show. I forgot to mention. <clears throat> I actually uh, recently. Uh, picked up a doc from a friend oh, really? uh, that I was supposed, supposed to have for the podcast. I could go, da-da, and then forgot to go to the post office and get it. So I uh, have. Well, I'd be interested to know what, what you what you think about it because I think even even if you play mostly on PC, being able to just like plug it in and using it as a, a Steam link is is a really nice use case for it. Yeah, I'll definitely give it a go. Um, I've already got like a a solution, but it's not great. And I'd rather use something that you know is is has more dongle slots and stuff like that. So sure, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm excited to hear more about like your time with it because, like Steve said, like knowing that you're kind of already um, primarily a PC guy, I'm interested to see how much use you get out of it and you know how how worth it you think it is um, for somebody in your specific use case. Since you know, I think Steve and I both had kind of different expectations for it, but I think it it kind of speaks to our, you know, our relationship with the PC platform primarily yeah. being through Steam Deck. I think it's going to be great for emulation. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It really is. It's, yeah. we'll I, I, I think that's honestly probably its biggest draw, in my opinion, you know, is like um, being able to use it if you want to like, you know, play, you know, some melee or you want to go, you know, play like an old Tony Hawk or something like that. All or I things think that I've done on, games. on the Steam Deck docking station. Huh. Because if yeah, well, I think those smaller games, they're, they're like indie titles that don't aren't really harp like the the performance of the deck isn't really harping the experience. Because the issue I've got is if I'm playing these games at 40 FPS, they look great on the on the deck where I've set the the screen refresh rate to 40 hertz. I plug them into a TV, I kind of have to reduce that down to 30 FPS, mm-hmm. and that's when the experience for me is just like, oh, it's not quite as smooth as I, I would like it to be, whereas something like playing a, a Vampire Survivors or a Call of the Lamb or anything like that, being able to plug that into TV just to continue the experience, like maybe the, the battery's running low or something, you just want to plug it in and carry on, or you want to play something that's couch co-op, because even emulating, 
uh, like I've emulated some Mario Party and, and been able to connect two controllers and play that. And like some of those older GameCube Mario Party games are the ones that are, I'm really nostalgic for. And being able to do that docked on the TV is really nice. Yeah. It's it's nice for experiences too that like are nice to play in handheld, but that um, aren't necessarily good TV games. Like I, you know, we've been playing uh, Persona Five Royal for the the game club. Um, by the way, keep your eyes peeled. Episode two is finally dropping next week. Get ready. Um, and that's a game where I really like having the ability to play it in handheld and like play it in bed or something like that at the end of the day. Um, but when I am playing it. I'm not playing it with something on in the background for the most part because there's dialogue and there's cutscenes and like there's music I want to hear. And, you know, so for stuff like that, um, it is nice to have the option to dock it. And even though I'm playing it at a slightly lower resolution than I would if I was playing it natively on one of my consoles, um, it does hit 60 FPS. So it feels smooth and it's not a super graphic intensive game anyway i think right? the style of that game really lends itself to just being scaled up though it's not like oh i need to see every every kind of little detail diablo mm-hmm. probably will be the same because it's an isometric game and i'm looking at it top down yeah um, i'll give it sense. i'll give it a go tomorrow when the beta is back open and I'll, I'll report back next week and maybe if you two are going to play i don't know you've both said you've got a busy weekend but i was hoping yeah, to try i don't know how much time i'm gonna two. get I'll try this and install weekend, it, and I'll, I'll see. I'll see what I'll, I can do. I'll keep you updated. I'll say this, Steve. Uh, I will commit to launch weekend. I will give you, like, we could, let's play it for six hours, like, or whatever, together, right? Like, okay. I'm down to... I'll commit to June. Yeah, let's do it. If All I right, buy June, it. Sorry if I June buy it. 6th, then, I think is when it comes out. I think I do want so to buy it. I think so I Here's what we should do. Here's so what we should we do. We just got to take the day off. <laughs> I, yeah, I was going to say, on launch day, we should all take the day off. And let's stream it for like six hours or whatever, and we'll just you know we'll set like goals. I, uh, and the longer I'll we play, the longer. You, I don't know if I want my first experience with that game to be on stream because I want to enjoy the cutscenes. But Maybe... if you if you two can shut up while all the cutscenes are on, then I'm fine. Oh, with that. I'm good I for that. Don't talk. When do I ever? When have you ever I'm, known no, me to I'm be good a person that. that talks? I don't. I would rather not talk over the cutscenes too. So let's no, let's wanna, commit to that. I want to get this experience. Yeah, I can do that then. We're in. We're in. We're gonna do it. We're locked in, everybody. Because I'm excited for the lore of this game, as I said in the in the flip, on the flip screen games podcast this week, it's a Diablo game. Yeah, there's some shit I'm, in here that's like Diablo. I'm genuinely interested in it too, um, so I'm I'm with you. What we could do, we could also roll new characters. Like we could roll characters that we only play together, and then we could all have our. That would be good because I feel like we'd need to um, we'd need to have a good team. You know, one of you's yeah. got to be a tank, unfortunately, and I think. I, I feel like of the two of you, if I was going to say one of you plays a tank, I'd say it was Max, but I don't know why. Yeah, because you just look at you look at a, a, <laughs> a burly boy. Like he's myself. so he's such a pillar of masculinity oh, when yeah, you look at yeah, him. You're yeah, like, yeah, of course, yeah. it must be. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll punch, I'll rage. I don't I don't mind a tank. Like there are certain games where I'll play a tank, but usually I'm more of like a DPS kind of guy. Hmm. I like the magic in Diablo. It's great. I can't wait to play the Necromancer. Or support, weekend. I guess. I like playing support for it. I was a big the Necromancer guy. is very appealing, I think. I feel like that might be the one I go for. In D&D, I've only ever played Warlocks. And I do often, like we're starting a new campaign sort of towards the end of this year. And I know I want to go for like a, a fighter. I want to be a monk. I want to go in and just start going. Pah, 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 pah. So yeah, yeah maybe, that will, maybe that will play into Diablo here. There you go. All right. Any final thoughts on Diablo 4 here, Steve? 
No, I just, um, I know some people, and it's just a, a word of warning, I guess, uh, got banned by um, Blizzard, I think probably mistakenly, uh, playing Overwatch 2 on Steam Deck. Oh. Um, I've not heard anyone I know personally being banned. I know Max has played Overwatch 2 on Steam Deck, but Never been banned. Um, I think sometimes the anti-cheat can be a bit overzealous. I think with Diablo, it's less of an issue because it's not PvP. It's mm-hmm. um, it's all PvE. So I don't think that there, there will be an issue here. Uh, but it's something worth worth noting that they did ban some players on, on Linux, apparently. Um, but I've tried installing through bottles and manually and also with Lutris. I successfully installed all, all three ways because I was working on a video. Um, but there's no point because it's literally a one-click install. Just go on Lutris, search for Diablo, and click install, and that's that's it. That's all you need to do. I wonder if I'll run into the issue I had last time I tried to use Lutris, where because I have a second account on my Steam Deck, that it might because it wouldn't add to the game because I think it was trying to add it to both accounts, and it was like oh oh oh. Uh, mm. um, use boiler never get... to add the game. Yeah, that's what I'll try this time because that's what you've mentioned earlier. So yeah, I'll I'll. I'll give this a go in a second i'm actually just trying to boot into the bios now so i can do that thing but i'll, I'll give the download a go and uh yeah I'll, I'll put a link to both the install script on the lutris website so if you if there's any confusion you can just click that and click install and it will open up in lutris and i'll also put a link to boiler um and if you have not heard of boiler boiler is a really great little bit of software it's similar to the steam rom manager that comes with uh emu deck but rather than just for emulated games it works for games from all marketplaces, so you can import from Lutris, from Bottles, from Heroic Launcher, manually from GOG. You can add games manually, and it'll do the work to go download the artwork for you from the Steam Grip database and then add it directly to Steam for you. Uh, really, really nice way of doing it. If you've got games in different places like I have, it's super simple way of just getting those into gaming mode with nice artwork. Um, and then if you don't like the artwork it gives you, uh, there's an option to change it there, but there's also a Decky plugin, official Decky plugin now from the um, Steam Grid DB people. Um, so go download that as well, and you can just change all the artwork yourself in gaming mode. Very nice. So again, if you want to hear more conversation about Diablo 4, remember you can go check out this week's episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast where Steve gave uh, a full breakdown of his time with the beta thus far and we get into all the nitty-gritty of of the mechanics and kind of comparing it to some of the past diablos and all that stuff so if you are interested in hearing more uh from steve on the game and if you know it's for you go check it out so we've got a lot more to talk about on this week's show including news that counter-strike 2 is is real and it's coming and uh unfortunately maybe only on windows so we're going to talk about that. I'm sure I'm sure Steve's already cooking on a solution for us. So don't you worry about that. But before we get into that, let me remind you that this week's episode of the Steam Deck podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of March. They are, of course, Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Asobi, Snackago, Ty the Dude, and Wakahula. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash Games. Y'all are the reals to the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows. Remember, if you want to become a Patreon producer or supporter just like they did, get your name right on the air, get the show early, get a bunch of other good perks and goodies, you can head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you will find links to all the places that you can get involved all across the entire 
Flip Screen Games community. If you want to write into the show, you want to come join the Discord where the conversation keeps rolling between episodes. You want to go check out some of our sister shows like the Flip Screen Games podcast. You will find links to all of that and much more over there on flipscreen.games. However you choose to get involved, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Steam Deck Podcast. So Counter-Strike 2, it was rumored a week or two ago, right? We were, we, we, it almost made it to the show and we ended up getting to talk about it. And then now, of course, we have the confirmation that it is in fact here. It is real. Well, not here yet, but it, it's imminent. How do we feel about this? When's the last time Valve released a game? <clears throat> a Half-Life I, Alex was that last. Yeah, Half-Life Alex. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So Which is interesting because this uses a lot of Half-Life Alex elements. They've taken the same engine that they used for Half-Life Alex. They've brought over even some of the some of the physics stuff from Half-Life Alex. There's this section where they show um, on the on the website where they show the Molotov cocktail, and now it's in the high def visual effects section. The, the Molotov cocktail has um, actual water physics. So you can see water like, splashing yeah. around in the Molotov cocktail. Is it? Is they, they did excessive. a trick in Half-Life Alex. It was a trick, right? When you looked into it, there was nothing there. It was like a moving texture on the outside. Is it the same thing? My guess is it, is would, it, be the, it would be the same thing. Um, Counter-Strike's interesting because it's one of those games where you see the, the real pro players. They come in and they just turn everything off. And I wonder turn, turn it, down to low. Yeah, they turn it down to low. They don't give a shit about the lighting or the textures or anything like that. <laughs> so it's a really interesting game that they've gone ahead and put the effort into mm-hmm. revamping every single level, the lighting, completely new physics rendering system with like fancy reflections and stuff to bring CSGO into a modern game. And it makes me wonder if this is potentially a sign of more remasters to come. Like, do we finally get an official Half-Life remake? Do we get a Half-Life 2 remaster poured into the same engine as Half-Life Alex? Is there a Half-Life 3 on the way? I don't know about you two. I just couldn't give a shit about Counter-Strike, unfortunately. I do not play this kind of game. I think of all of the, the Valve games, I think this is probably the one I care about the least. I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, but yeah, I think when you can think about your portals, you think about your Left 4 Dead, you think about your... Team Fortress 2s or whatever, you know, these are all games that I'd be like, oh yeah, I'd definitely get back into those. Counter-Strike, doesn't, I think it's it's too sweaty, it's too competitive, and if, if, that's, uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Um, generally speaking, I'm not a, a big first-person shooter guy. Um, like, not like this kind anyway, right? Like, obviously, you know, Steve and I um, have historically been fans of, like, Far Cry. I am a big fan of Halo, you know? But um, but even that, right? It's like, it, I am more into the single-player, like, story-driven first-person shooter or the, like, if it is a multiplayer thing, it has a more, like, not necessarily casual, but, like, a, a gimmick right? Like Halo's got like the insane gravity and it's a high sci-fi setting and all that kind of stuff. I'm not usually into the, you know, sweaty, as you put it, Max, um, kind of like tactical, you know, combat shooters like that. Yeah. Like you have to, as soon as you spot a guy, you have to be shooting at him, uh, because you're dead. If not like that's, that's never been, you know, I, I had my fun with PUBG, for example, but it very much became like, Oh, that guy spotted me first. So I, so I lose. And I think, uh, 
Counter-Strike is that on a much smaller scale. It doesn't have all the bits I did like, which is like exploring around, finding little guns. Oh, could that be it's a guy? It's traditional death matches, right? Isn't mm-hmm. it? <clears throat> uh, yes, but I and think like there's... smaller maps. No, there's, there's other things too. I think you have to like capture certain areas or... Um, you have to plant bombs in certain places. I think, yeah, there are different game modes. In. Yeah, I think the one okay. I'm most familiar with is you have to be the, the terrorist planting bombs or you have to be the other guys shooting, the killing all the terrorists first. But what I mean is it's not like a big sprawling map like oh, PUBG sorry, or no, Fortnite. It's a tiny little contained area that we're all moving around yes, and yeah. finding the the enemies. I mean, that's fair. I might, I might give it a go. Um, I probably won't. And the reason I won't is because this limited test is not coming to linux or mac os which means it's not going to be available on steam deck which is kind of strange to me because it's like you don't want this on your premium handheld device that you're kind of touting as this is the kind of the the new hotness that everyone should be should be using i would imagine it's probably limited to the test fire right because i imagine that it is easier to do the test on one platform yeah. than on two. That would be my guess. And it also takes out the uh, the factor of if they don't have a native Linux version, is the issue with Counter-Strike 2 or is the issue with Proton and Proton kind of doing some kind of weirdness between it, like we saw with Diablo, where it says there's no GPUs found, right? Um, so I guess it takes that element out. But I was... I thought and i'm just going to double check that csgo had a native linux version um and it does it has a native has a native uh, linux and mac version did that come at launch though i think it probably did because it was 2012 so that would have been around the time of the original steam os and steam machines and then probably pushing that as like one of the games that you could play with um they call it steam play right um so i i would imagine you're talking about csgo right yeah i would imagine you're probably right that at launch of counter-strike 2 we're probably going to get a, a steam deck version it's we've, I mean, we've been saying a lot and always have said um oh whatever valve does they're going to focus on the steam deck they're going to make sure their games are front and center on steam deck their own system and that that that'd be quite exciting but it is interesting to see that they're not focusing yeah. on the steam deck for this test launch it wouldn't be fair to focus on the steam deck but to not have like decided okay cool maybe we actually have the the the, the test file a little bit later with with the steam deck available um because it's just a huge amount so, of your audience here's here's what i got the game was released on uh osx right which is the apple that's mac os mm-hmm. uh PlayStation 3, Windows, and Xbox 360 in August 2012, and then it came to Linux two years later in 2014. Oh, shit. It actually came to console as well? That's crazy. Uh Uh-huh. At launch. So I would imagine um, it's the reason that we talked about, right, in the past, where Linux currently is a niche. Right, it's it's a niche platform for sure for gaming, and it's it's one that I think is is getting stronger, and you know, Valve is I think um, trying to get behind it right with with the Steam OS, and and you know we have the the uh, native version of that launching later this year, or seemingly anyway, right? I wouldn't be surprised if the the goal here right is like 
you test on windows because that's where you have the largest number of players to do stress testing and to identify the rough patches and the things that you need to work on for balance and all that stuff. So you, you want to focus on having one dedicated focused launch on one platform so that you can get the data you need to make the necessary adjustments to get the game across the bow. Right. And I think once you have that stable version going, I imagine that getting a steam deck version either, at launch or very shortly after launch is probably the plan. That would be my guess. I also think maybe it's based on um, where where esports players are playing. Right, they're playing on Windows. They're not playing on on Linux. Right, and the community says is the, there. Yeah, and the test is is a limited test that Valve invites you to, based on a number of factors, apparently, including but not limited to recent playtime on official servers, trust factors and steam account standing. But I would imagine that they'll also look at, Oh, this person's on this esports team. So we're going to make sure that they get an invite so we can see them streaming it on Twitch or whatever, when it comes out. So none of us are getting invites then. Uh, no, I, I yeah, well, people have never played the game. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, don't think so. I will say um, just to put a pin in it, I guess the fact that the original game launched on Mac, and that this test fire doesn't is not available. Or I keep calling it a test fire. That's from Splatoon. Um, Splatoon, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the 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 this limited test is only happening on Windows. Um, is probably not. We it doesn't necessarily equate to cause for concern. Yeah, I also don't think this is getting a Mac release because most games on Steam don't get a Mac release anymore. Um, Apple's transitioned to their own silicon. It's a pain in the ass to support it. So games just don't. They don't support OpenGL. They don't support Vulkan. Why would Valve put the effort in to, to launch it there? That would be a really, really niche release. <laughs> like, ridiculously <laughs> niche release. Who's playing Counter-Strike 2 on Mac? If you're playing Counter-Strike Go, if you're playing CSGO on your Mac, please leave a comment down With below because I want to know who you are. The one person in the world that plays I, CSGO on Mac. I want to know if you're using a magic mouse or not. As well, yeah, the uh, one with no scroll wheel, yeah, yeah and the one button. Are you yeah. using that, or are you using a touchpad on your? Uh, oh yeah, on your MacBook. Wow. Uh, I, so I will say, you know, even though we're not CS:GO guys, this is pretty cool. It's exciting to see Valve put out another game. You know, um, few and far between these days. Really exciting to see, and I, like I said, I also think it's it's nice to see light for other game franchises from them that i actually care about obviously we know that they've got some um some other games in development based on um some patents that or sort of trademarks that they put through uh but i really want to see like a an updated portal to bring i got up three words for you steve stuff. team fortress three let's go yeah maybe i don't think that they need i don't think they need another one I think this is their like esportsy uh, arena game. I don't think Team Fortress comes back and takes on Overwatch at this point. Do people care about that enough? To, uh, for them to I make would that I think they do. Well, Team Fortress was, was, a, that... was such a thing. Yeah, but everyone I know that that played Team Fortress Two now just plays Overwatch uh, right. and have has no interest to go back to Team Fortress. Um, yeah, they don't have any interest to go back to Team Fortress Two because it's a hundred years old. If they came yeah. out with a Team Fortress 3 and it was, you know, that same, you know, core gameplay loop and, you know, the the stuff that, you know, that people really identified with back in the day, but it was a new, fresh version that felt modern and that, 
you know, didn't feel like you were booting up a game that came out in like 2009, eight. I can't even remember now. Uh, might even be a little earlier than that. But either way, I, I think I think that game would get a pop, and I think it could come back and be relevant if it was hot. You know, maybe maybe not. Maybe I'm overestimating it, and it would have had a back for blood situation where everyone's like, "Yes, let more Left for Dead," and then it's like, "Ah, it's just more Left for Dead." Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we didn't someone say that the initial leak, the uh, the files that were found that sort of leaked CS:GO, sorry, Counter Strike Two, also had some Left 4 Dead Three stuff in there too? Am I right in saying that? Let's go. I'm not sure. I mean, I'd, be, on that, I'd be excited. But, but data miners have got to work. It looks like Counter Strike Two might be coming to mobile as well. Ooh. So it looks like this might be Valve's kind of next big play to to take on kind of the free to play um, market. And they want that Call down. of Duty money. Take down Epic Games once again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I, they, I, I think they either want the Call of Duty money or they want the Fortnite money, right? That's where people, uh, people, that's what people are playing these days. They're playing free-to-play shooters, and Counter Strike kind of lost a, a little bit of its thunder when PUBG came out, and then Fortnite came out. I know this is really a I different like kind CS, of game. I think CS:GO is that it was less those games, I think, than it was Valorant. Like Valorant yeah. did, the, it did the Overwatch thing, right? Where like it came out and was like, oh, it's like this, but new. And it's like, oh, okay. And they, you know, obviously it has the kind of like hero element that, you know, you're, you associate with an Overwatch or League of Legends or whatever, um, which I think also helps, right? Like that, that's something that um, has helped, proven, I think, to help grow a game like that. And I mean, that was like TF2's whole thing, right? It was like the different classes and, they had the comics and the little short VM, uh, FMVs and everything. And that was a huge part of building, I think, the, you know, um, the conversation around that, that game. I played a tiny bit of Team Fortress when it was in the orange box, but that was it. Other than that, I played nothing. I had a And the orange big... box was such a good deal. <laughs> like the best really deal was. in gaming back then. It was so good. I had a, I had a big period with TF2. Um, like when it was already old and then when it was very old, I got back into it for a while and was like doing private servers and playing like prop hunt and all that stuff. And such a fun time, such a fun time. Oh, Max, well, you're you're Max. what'd you do? To of course yourself? I am. Um, I played a lot of TF2 when it was the whole meet the series was coming out. And I think we were all waiting for meet the, uh, who was the, the fire guy. What's his name? The pyro meet the pyro. Yeah. We were all waiting for, Waiting for that, and that's when I was playing TF2. It must be like 2012, I want to say 2011, maybe 2012. Yeah. That was Around the first then, time I got I into playing. it. Yeah, let me just see what Good year the pyro happened because I was definitely playing when that happened 2012. So there we go. Look, you were, you were right there, you, you got it. Yeah, um, I one of my favorite, I, I would love to find the video, um, so I can post it because I think people would get a kick out of it. But one of my favorite cosplay. Uh, shoots I ever did when I was at New York Comic Con um, was there was a group of guys who dressed as all of the Team Fortress 2 characters and they had a bunch of like like picket signs and they, they were like protesting the Overwatch characters for being like scabs who took their jobs you know of like uh, you know taking taking their whole bit um, which I thought was very funny alright so Steve you have a PSA for the folks 
Yeah, so if you updated to stable this week, um, if you've been on stable and you use Decky, you will have noticed a bunch of plugins got were broken and then got removed from the Decky plugin store because um, the project owners over there made sure that these plugins weren't broken and just took them off the store. My plugins were one of them. Animation Changer and Tunnel Deck both got broken. I have since fixed them. Um, so Tunnel Deck is back up and, and working. Animation Change is there as well. Um, Tunnel Deck was also having issues with the latest version of SteamOS. That's also been fixed. So if you were using that, if you use VPNs on your Steam Deck, go check out Tunnel Deck and you can re-download it. And um, there's also a bunch of new plugins that got approved as with digging through the store and seeing what's there. Very nice. All right, and then you teased this one earlier on. Uh, the Steam Deck refresh rate unlocker. Yeah, so I was digging around. Give us the I, don't know if, I don't know if you two know much about screens. I would imagine Max more so than, than you, Pete, and not <laughs> for, for any other reason than he's a PC, he's a PC gamer. <laughs> oh, but, a superiority recognized. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Yeah, superiority. Uh, sure, that's that's what it is. But it's I don't want to make concept. a joke about never having sex before, but <laughs> but it's the concept of um, overclocking a display. Have either of you ever overclocked a display? Never. No. Well, apparently I, I you can you can overclock displays, right? Yeah. Um, and so the Steam Deck is no different to that because as a PC, you can overclock the display if you want. So there's this little app that was created um, over on GitHub that I'll link to. Uh, and it's called Steam Deck Refresh Rate Unlocker. And it is a script that will allow you to use up to 70 hertz refresh rate for the display. So you know how when you select the slider for the refresh rate, you can go from 40 hertz up to 60 hertz. This will let you do... Uh, 30 hertz up to 70 hertz. So you can go all the way down to 30 if you want to and all the way up to 70 if you want to. Um, you can so it'll underclock and overclock if you want it to. Uh, this is a proof of concept at the moment. I've not tried it. I have no idea if it will break anything. Um, so be warned if you want to try this. I, uh, uh, but it's so real quick, interesting I am, to me. I'm sharing the screen uh, for the, <laughs> the folks uh, over on YouTube. And I, I love there's a disclaimer at the top and there's two bullets on it. It says, number one, do this at your own risk. Number two, this is for educational and research purposes only. So, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's we're, we're at the very, very precipice of this experiment. So be careful. Yeah, but it's so interesting to me that this is a possibility that the operating system allows it, that the Steam Steam UI has the ability for it to go up above 60 hertz if you want it to. Um, and I just thought it was really cool. But for me, I don't understand the use case. At what point does 60 hertz feel like not enough that I've got to go for 70? Does 70 frames per second really feel that much smoother? Because so I can't me... feel, see that it's going to feel that much smoother. No, I, I think this is just maybe what they're capable of doing right now, personally. Now, let me, let me ask a question as a, as a novice over here on this subject um you brought up the fps there in the intro to this the the creator makes a distinction between those two things right and says uh this repository contains the instructions and script on how to unlock the steam deck under steam os to use up to 70 hertz refresh rate for the display do not confuse this with fps 
So, Steve, you just brought up the 70 FPS yeah. there. For for the listeners who may not be uh, up to date there, explain the relationship between the refresh rate and your FPS. So the refresh rate is what the screen's refreshing at. So it's doing a scan that many times per, per second, right? 70 times per second if it's 70 hertz. And the frames is the number of frames that the game is outputting per second. So FPS is frames per second. So if it's doing 70 FPS, it's drawing 70 times to the screen every second. So what you want to try and do is match them up. That's why when you get your game running at 40 hertz, uh, 40 FPS, you want to make sure that the slide of the refresh rate is set to 40 hertz. So for every time it's painting a frame, the screen is refreshing in sync. If it's out of sync, you'll feel a stutter, it'll feel weird, it won't feel right, it'll feel off. Um, so if you want your game to run at 70 FPS, you need your screen to run at 70 hertz. Otherwise, it could be running at 70 FPS, but if your screen's only refreshing 60 times per second, it's not going to make a difference. You're not going to see the difference. Um, so really, again, I can't see a need for this. It's interesting that it's a possibility. It's cool that you can underclock and overclock. I would love to see this built into the OS for externals displays. I'm still waiting for VRR. I'm sorry, Valve, that I keep bringing up VRR, and I will shut up when you give it to me, I, I promise. <laughs> but um, I really want to be able to set the refresh rate to whatever I want it to be, not just 60 or 120 or whatever it is in the settings of the of the the console or the Steam Deck itself. Like when you connect to a display, you can set, I want this to run at 1440p at 120, or I want this to run at 4K at 60 or 1080p at 60. That's the only place you can really set it. There is a control in the developer options if you enable it to bring this refresh rate slider back. It's completely broken, as I said in our deck, uh, in our um, Steam Deck doc review video. Um, it's been broken since then. They've not once tried to fix it. Um, it's not priority for them, uh, pretty pretty clearly. Um, so if the if once again the community can do something like this, where the refresh rate limit can be set to seventy, it gives me hope that potentially this can be done for external displays as well. Yeah, I mean, it would be really nice if it would be this simple to have, you know, a toggle um, that got like, you know, like when you plug it in, it just expands, right? And you have like a longer or you could set a preset for for either, whether it's in docked or whatever. I think that's like that's a big part of what we've been asking for is like having the Steam Deck have this ability to kind of immediately understand that it's in docked mode and unlock new features, right? To take advantage of the display that you're connected to a little bit more. Yeah, I think I want the the games to not default to 16 by 10 and have those expand out. And I want to be able to set the refresh rate to whatever I want. Because if you've got a 120 hertz display, 40 is one of the options that should be available to you because it's a third of 120. So the reason we did 30 and 60 was because 30 was half of 60. Uh, and 40 is in that range for 60 hertz panels as well. Um, but 40 is this kind of sweet spot for a 120 hertz display. If you can't hit 60, 40 feels good enough. Um, it's why we saw games on PlayStation offering 40 hertz mode, uh, 40 frames per second modes like um, Ratchet and Clank did, Spider Man did. I don't know if God of War had the option, but um, a bunch of games were offering, say, you can have 
full performance mode with no ray tracing, or you can have this 40 hertz mode while we'll only run at 40 frames per second, but you get full ray tracing and it's like a quality mode that we can only get to 40 frames per second. And that's always felt enough for me. 40 hertz feels like a really good compromise between 30 FPS and 60 FPS. It feels a lot smoother and I don't have to really worry about performance as much as trying to hit that sweet 60 spot. Oh, I've still rocked rather 60 most of the time. I've tried running games at 40. I'm like, it just feels like 30. Like there's not enough of a difference, but I'm sure once you get this, you know, if I really give it a chance, I would just, um, I would just get over it. You know, I think if you go from seeing it in 30 to then seeing it in 40, the the difference is is easily seen but if you go from 60 down to 40 not so much it's like when you go from playing a 60 frames per second game and then you go over to something that's running at 30 you're like why is this so stuttery and like Mm -hmm. jerky and weird looking and it's because your brain's been used to seeing 60 frames per second and my brain loves 60 frames per second let me tell you I know my brain loves 60 frames per second too, but the Steam Deck does not like outputting 60 frames per second for some games. Yeah. <laughs> Steam Deck 2 when? <laughs> yeah, but like, seven, that's what I mean though, right? So why would I ever need 70? Why would I ever need 70 frames per second? This is very much is a research project, but I wanted to highlight it anyway because I thought it was such an interesting, uh, cool little thing. Um, and the fact that it's possible, I think, is is really cool. Yeah, and I mean this is this is the fun of reporting on the Steam Deck. I think is like just seeing all the wild things that people in the community figure out you can do, mm-hmm. um, and then kind of seeing what happens. And you know, God bless the folks willing to risk bricking their Steam Decks to to figure this out for us. You know, you guys are <laughs> the ones out there doing God's work, uh, and we appreciate you. <laughs> Steam, I or Steve, excuse me, I include you among Steam. those people. <laughs> Steam. I almost did. And then and then I ended up having to to like make a uh an image, a recovery image. Oh no way. So when I was when I was making tunnel deck, um I accidentally set every every single file to, to root so it couldn't read anything. And so um, uh, <laughs> the operating system couldn't even write anything itself, which was not great. Not, not, not so great. So uh, I had to boot into recovery and delete the offending file. But it's, it's usually you can come back from a brick on a PC. It's no problem. And we learned the hard way that you can come back from a brick <laughs> on a Steam Deck too. So that's pretty good. <laughs> you should make a video about that, honestly, about how to do it if... Well, on the recovery image, it, yeah, it's 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 scary because it takes so long for it to boot into the recovery image too. You're like, is this thing working? Is this gonna mm. is this ever gonna come on? I think I think you should do it. People people could probably <laughs> use the reassurance, you know. Well, I've bricked. <laughs> I, I've intentionally just bricked my Steam Deck. Here's how you can recover it. Here's how you can brick your Steam Deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's a cool prank you can play on on Pete when you go visit. <laughs> <laughs> No. Simply, simply <laughs> plug this. <laughs> do you, know you could do that? You could get like a, a USB that you could plug into a computer, and it would just like, br- like break yeah, it. yeah, yeah, send yeah. A it would just it. like kill the. It would kill the uh, USB port. But you can also. I, mean, you, you, I could just also put a script online somewhere that would just completely break your your deck if you just run it in the terminal. That is pretty scary to think that you know you need to be wary of where you're downloading these files from and whether the source is trustworthy because. Only download our files. (laughs) (laughs) 
Steve tested, Steve approved. Um, but see, here's the thing, Steve. The the real joke would be on you if you played that prank on me, because then I would just come to you and be like, Steve, my Steam Deck is broken. I need you to fix it. <laughs> I, like, I have no idea. That's I I've never ever done this before. What do you want about? Don't even don't even play. The only reason we even have tutorials is because I was like, it sure would be cool if you could do this thing. <laughs> like, you'll do it. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember you just being like, yeah, I would really love to to play this in in bed, and I, I like Spider Man in bed, and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can just stream to it, and you've still not tried it, not once. No, 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 I haven't. Hey, but thousands of people have, so you're, you know, you guys all benefited from my <laughs> desire, so you know, who's we all won. <laughs> anyway. Thank you guys for joining us here on another episode of the Steve Deck Podcast. If you want to let us know what you think about uh, any of the stuff we talked about today. Remember, there's a bunch of ways you can get in touch. Hit us up at questions at flipscreen.games. Come and join the Discord where the conversation keeps rolling between episodes or uh, come hit us up on social media. However you want to get in touch, there's a bunch of ways you can do it and you can find links to all that and much more over on flipscreen.games, our website where you can find our Patreon, our other shows, our Discord, all the places that you might want to go in the community. There's links to them over there. However, you choose to get involved, show your support, or become a member of the community. We truly thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Steam Deck Podcast. For the crew, I've been Pete. He's, mm, uh, did it again. I did it again, Max. I've been Pete. He's been Steve. And then all the way over there has been Max. All right, we'll see you next week, baby. Bye.